is risen. Awesome. We didn't need any prompting at all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. It is so wonderful to have so many friends back um, uh, visiting and uh, family members here um, and people we haven't seen in a long time, monitors. Um, so welcome. We are, again, happy Easter and we're glad you're here. If you'd like, you can um, write in your name uh, in the pew pads and pass it. Um, down down the road and then someone came and was looking for a ring this week but i don't remember who anyone here someone's like did you find a ring all right well we found a ring and if you're missing it come see me and with that let us get on to worshiping together um we've got our welcome song so jamie it's all you to come and join me in the front for our welcome song. All those that have instruments that are interested in coming forward, come on up. We, we handed most of them out. They are dispersed throughout the congregation. Come on forward. And so before we start to use our instruments, our, our musical instruments that we're holding in our hands, we're going to learn how to use the musical instrument that we have inside of us, our voice. Okay, so this is not just a children's gathering song. This is an everyone is welcome gathering song. Our song this morning is Rise and Shine. It may be familiar to you, it may not be, but let me introduce it for you. The words are in your bulletins if you are out there, um, but I will model it for us all the way through. If those of you who know it may join in, um, but let's walk through it. The first line goes, rise and shine and give God your glory, glory, and we repeat that. Okay, ready? Rise and shine and give God your glory, glory, rise and shine. Give God your glory, glory, rise and shine. And give God your glory, glory, children of the Lord. Woo. <laughs> That's a warm up. Woo. Okay. Martha, can you give it to us one more time? Rise and shine. Okay, woo, here we go. It is Easter. So I invite all of us to stand, if you are able, and join in the gathering song. It has motion, so join along as you feel comfortable. And it goes, rise and shine and give God your glory, glory, children of the Lord. Okay, can we do this together? Okay. Rise. Right? Okay. Rise and shine and give God your glory, glory. Rise and shine. Give God your glory, glory. Rise and shine and clap. Give God your glory, glory, children of the Lord. Let's do it again. Rise and shine and give God your glory, glory. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. 
Amen. Thank you. Standing if you can, followed by the opening hymn, Christ is Risen, Shout Hosanna, which is on 222, your hymn book. Shout Hosanna, Hosanna, Christ is risen and we are amazed, Hosanna, earth and heaven shall never be the same, Hosanna, Christ has risen, Christ has risen indeed. If you'll remain standing for the prayer of confession and join in, please. O living one, we confess to the world that Christ is risen. We confess to the world that death does not have the final word. We confess to the world that hate has no hold on us. We confess to the world that hope is alive and reigns in us. We confess to the world that violence is defeated at the cross and that life eternal is a commandment of God. We confess that Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. And may you know the peace of Christ, the hope of Christ, the love of Christ, the assurance of Christ in your life. May you share the word you have received with love and declare that love in all you say and do. Amen. And at peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another.
You may be seated. Our first reading for this Easter Sunday is found in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25, can be found in your pew Bible, page 696. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build another and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Two this morning, the women who had come from Galilee saw how Jesus' body was laid in the tomb. First day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told, told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb Stopping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. and downright counterintuitive. We expect Jesus's death to be final, but it's not. There's an incongruence between what we expect and what we experience, leaving us perplexed and confused. It's not the first time in my life that I've been perplexed. I remember celebrating Dr. Seuss's birthday in grade school and eating green eggs and ham. Scrambled eggs weren't supposed to be green. They were supposed to be yellow. And I can remember back in Sunday school hearing the story of Jesus 
walking on water for the first time, there are laws of physics that say that's not possible. Buoyancy, gravity, density, all of those things. A man is not supposed to be able to walk on water. They're supposed to sink. And maybe this morning you've already glanced back into your bulletin to see whose name is listed by the message for today. And you are confused because my name is not there. Pastor Holly's name is in the bulletin. She's supposed to be preaching. Jamie, you're not supposed to be preaching. It was supposed to be Holly. Maybe you're perplexed by the scripture reading for today. In Luke's gospel, we hear of women arriving at the tomb of Jesus where they had last seen his lifeless body laid. And the tomb, it wasn't supposed to be empty. Jesus was supposed to be in it. The women had a plan and an expectation as they traveled to the tomb that first Easter morning. Love brought the women back to the tomb in the first place. They had been with Jesus through it all. From birth through childhood to his life and his ministry, all the way to his crucifixion, to his last breaths, and to his burial in the tomb. The women were there. Luke names some of them, Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other unnamed women were there that early morning. These women traveled back to the tomb to extend their love, to put spices on Jesus' body as a post-mortem anointing. It was an act of care, an act of deep compassion, an act of pure love. And they were grieving, but no matter how much they were grieving, it wasn't going to interfere with them tending respectfully, lovingly, and all in to Jesus' body. But when the women arrived, expecting to anoint Jesus' lifeless body, they encounter the unexpected. The stone was rolled away from the tomb, and the tomb was empty. I imagine that they took a moment to rub their eyes and to look again, thinking that all of their tears through that weekend and the tiredness from mourning Jesus' death had made their vision foggy. But no, their vision was clear. The tomb was empty. 
Their confusion quickly turns to fear as the women are greeted by two divine messengers in dazzling clothes. These messengers said to the women, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. These messengers reminded the women of their identity as followers, apostles of Jesus. And the women, having remembered those teachings of Jesus that they were present for, they go and proclaim that message to the other apostles that the tomb is empty. Those apostles who heard their testimony were in disbelief. They regarded the news as nonsense, delusion, as though the women had zero credibility. The women in Luke's gospel are not messengers commanded to go and tell the disciples of Jesus' resurrection. They are the disciples. They have plenty of credibility. They are the witnesses, witnesses who discover the empty tomb, witnesses who receive the word from two divine messengers, witnesses who remember the words of Jesus for themselves. And as witnesses, they share with others what this is, that this is their truth and that they're sticking to it. The example of the women at the tomb is not unlike examples of women we might think of today. We hear of other women in the world testifying, speaking their truths under perplexing circumstances. Both they're testifying to people willing to listen and to people who call their truths idle tales. In a global context right now, women in Sudan have been protesting against their government leader and the oppressive systems that are in place there. Fearing for their own safety, women have been leading a revolution, witnessing to their own experiences and testifying against the laws that control their behavior, their dress, their access to education. In light of gender inequality, they've been advocating for a more just system, not only for their fellow females, but for their country as a whole. And in our American context, Beyonce speaks her truth in a recent Netflix documentary homecoming, advocating for the preservation of black American culture and 
tradition. In the face of present-day racism, she testifies to the importance of supporting historically black colleges and universities. And in light of the societal norm to devalue black female bodies, Beyonce witnesses to the celebration of the beauty and the strength of black female bodies. She models the way that cultural traditions can be shared and inspired from one generation to the next. Easter points us to the example of women who have been perplexed and terrified, women who are in the midst of deep grief, and women who are facing immense adversity. And yet, these women remember their truth and speak it to others, shout it to others, sing it to others, dance it to others. They share it with others, empowering others to do the same. Like women of the past and like women of the present, we too are witnesses. In the midst of perplexing times, we all are disciples. Disciples called to echo the women who proclaim the good news. Disciples called to emulate the women who live out the good news. In our words and our deeds, we testify that God's love is for all people. We witness to the work of justice in our own communities, the feeding of the hungry, the clothing of the naked, the housing of the homeless. We shout the worth of our neighbors and extend welcome to the stranger. We sing of the resurrection hope in our midst and commit to living more fully as Easter people. So in the face of death, we bear life. In the face of fear, we bear hope. In the face of conflict, we bear peace. In the face of hate, we bear love. Why? Because hope lives. Because love wins. Because the tomb is empty. Because Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. Amen. to page 106 of your hymnals and join in song and praise singing Alleluia.
You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, grateful to once again have the opportunity to worship and praise you, refreshed and full of hope on this beautiful Easter morning. As Peter reminds us in his first letter to the Christians, let us give thanks to the God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he gave us new life by raising Jesus Christ from death. This fills us with the living hope. And so we look forward to possessing the rich blessings that God keeps for his people. He keeps them for you in heaven where they cannot decay or spoil or fade away. Today is a new day. Today we are reminded that in the depths of sadness, despair, fear, hopelessness, abandonment, and grief, you have not forsaken us. You know us by name. You hear our cries for help. You answer our prayers. And you love us, all of us. Dear God, be with us in our moments of doubt. When we feel as Jesus did, betrayed by those close to us, forgotten in our times of melancholy and anguish, unsure of our purpose or your plan for our lives. Lord, through the resurrection of your son, we are reminded that we have no need to be afraid. Just as Jesus conquered death, we too can conquer any fear invading our lives. We can look forward to the future with a certain clarity and confidence that you are with us every step of the way, because ultimately with your guidance, each step leads us closer to you. Through the resurrection of your son, you have renewed our way of thinking. Nothing is impossible with you by our side. We have hope that your love will fill the hearts of even those who have lost their way and stray further from you. We have peace knowing that we are forgiven of our sins if only we repent and ask for your forgiveness. Through the resurrection of your son, we have a calling to continue to love our neighbor, no matter how similar or different they are from us, and our earth, the home you provide for us until that time when we transition into eternal life with you. Be with those in Sudan as they adjust to change, much led by women to overthrow their 30-year dictator. Give them courage to continue to strive to be a better nation. We also pray for those who have helped put out the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, as well as those who are starting to work to restore it to its full splendor. And be with those in Louisiana who lost their house of worship. Help them to feel your presence anywhere they gather in your name. Today, not, today marks not only the end of the story with Jesus, but the beginning. Help us to embrace new beginnings, whether it be resolving differences with, between those that we love, welcoming new friends into our lives, rekindling relationships that need some time and grace to move forward, renewing our relationship with you, 
the Almighty who sustains us. Gracious God, be with those who are struggling today. Heal the sick, comfort those who yearn for relief. Give strength and comfort to those who fight to maintain dignity and self-worth. Be with those who are not with us to celebrate today. You know the prayers of our hearts, dear Lord. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Amen. All of creation is God's gift to us, including our very lives. What we do with our lives and with creation is our gift to God. So let us be about the business of building God's beloved community here and a healed earth where there is enough for all. Let us share our tithes and offerings.
Risen Christ, bless these gifts along with our very lives. May these gifts and givers alike be dedicated to your work of love, hope, justice, and peace. Amen. You may be. Much of this week, while struggling with my voice, wondering what would happen come Easter morning, I wrestled with the question, what does it mean to proclaim the good news when you have no voice? Or perhaps when your voice is undependable. Or like the women in our gospel story who did proclaim, but they were not believed. Their proclamation cast aside as leros, Greek for gossip, garbage, and actually other words not appropriate for the table. But when I took but what I took comfort in is knowing that the good news happens not just when people proclaim it, but when we enact it. When we come around this table, we enact the good news. We come around the table to remember Jesus just as he asked us to do. Do this in remembrance of me. But we also enact the good news and everything that Jesus stood for. That all are welcome. The good news of radical hospitality and courageous compassion and bountiful love and believing that there is a different way that we can and be and act and live in the world if we are willing to risk ourselves and our ego in service to others. So come, receive the good news. Let us share, let us share our, in our, our communion hymn, Alleluia, sing to Jesus.
around this table, we remember the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his friends and took bread and blessed it and gave it to them and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he poured it out and he blessed it and he gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Friends and visitors, here at 7th Street Christian Church, we practice an open table. And this morning, we will partake of communion by intinction. And you will be invited forward, and you can take a piece of the bread and dip it into the cup of juice and partake of both elements together. Please know that no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome to this table. Let us pray. Gracious and mighty God, we thank you for this beautiful day, this day of celebration, this day of hope, this day of life. We thank you for the risen Christ, risen to save us from our sins, risen to save us from ourselves, risen that all the world may know of your great love, risen within us, that we may share that love with all we meet. So bless this bread, which reminds us of his body broken on Calvary's cross, as we partake of it, that it may nourish our bodies with your love, with his presence in our lives, with his sacrifice, nourish our souls. Remind us that not everyone in this world is able to worship as freely as we are. And we lift up the people in Sri Lanka who died because of their faith as they celebrate Christ's resurrection this morning. Bless this bread. Bless our lives. Bless us as we serve you. And thank you for the Christ in whose name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we rise and shine and give you the glory. We are glad and rejoice forever in what you will create. The stone has been rolled away. The body of the Lord Jesus was not found. And they were reminded not to look for the living among the dead. He is not here. He has risen. Alleluia, alleluia, Jesus is risen now to reign in love. Christ is near us. He is with us forevermore. Drink of this wine of resurrection. See what love can do and dare. Jesus is our strong companion. Joy and peace shall never end. Let us give God the glory he deserves. Alleluia, amen.
risen one, teach us that your resurrection brings new life to all creation. Today of all days, empower us with vision and courage. Help us enact the good news, working for your realm in which there is justice for all, where everyone has enough, sharing your abundant life. We pray this in the name, in the same spirit and passion as you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. <coughs> For thine is the kingdom. voices in our closing hymn as we stand and sing, The Strife is Over, found on page 221. forth to live boldly as if death has no power over you live as if your lives count for something because they do god calls us in abundant love to serve something greater than our own finite lives a greater cause for which we would even lay down our lives as jesus did for just as death on a tree could not stop the christ so our lives in service to God become larger than ourselves, part of the ever-inbreaking realm of God, that realm of justice and truth. 
of enough for all and not too much for anyone. Go in peace to love, to serve, and to proclaim. Christ has risen indeed. Amen.